Luke chapter 2 is unique because it gives us some insight into the life of Jesus that no other gospel does. We'll talk about it today on a daily Bible study with Pastor Mark. There is probably not a more quoted section of scripture around Christmas time than Luke chapter 2. Because in it, we see how that Joseph and Mary end up in Bethlehem. This is where Jesus is born. We know that he's born in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. We also learn about the shepherds in this chapter, which are key figures at the Christmas story, and how that when God chose to give the news to the world that the Messiah had been born, he went to lowly shepherds. And man, in in so many plays and programs, what they said or what the angel said to the shepherds when they said, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So then they go to Bethlehem, they find Jesus, and any Christmas story and any sermon series probably includes these events in Luke chapter 2. So I'm assuming that most of us are pretty familiar with everything that we read here in Luke chapter 2. What I enjoy about this chapter is not only learning about the birth of Jesus and the shepherds, and Simeon, and Anna, who are talked about in this chapter as well. But I love the fact that this chapter gives us a little insight into the life of Jesus, where none of the other Gospels talk about it. So we we do learn from some of the other Gospels about the birth of Jesus. We get a little bit of detail there. But then pretty much his rest of his life up until the beginning of his ministry, we don't have any information. We don't know anything about his childhood or what happened when he was a young adult. And Luke gives us a little picture or a little story here at the end about how that his parents would go to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he was 12, there's this event that happened. And it says that they went according to custom Verse 43, and when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. And when they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? And it says they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. But his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. In Luke's account, you can really feel the tension that Mary and Joseph no doubt felt in trying to find Jesus after three days. So, you know, they get a day's journey away. 
They figure out that he's not with them. They take another day to get back to where Jesus is, back to Jerusalem. Then they spend that day going to all these places, and finally they find him in the temple. And so when you read the words here, you sense the frustration of Mary towards Jesus. But it's important for us to remember as we read this story that if we lose track of Jesus, that's not a Jesus problem. That's an us problem. That, that's, that's on us. It wasn't Jesus' fault that he was in the temple doing his father's business. His parents were the ones that made the mistake. He didn't make the mistake. And then when they correct him, Jesus is respectful and he's submissive to his parents, as the text will teach us. But he very kindly says, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? You guys changed. I didn't change. And that's important for us to remember as followers of Jesus, that if we feel distant from God, we feel distant from Christ, the relationship has changed not on Jesus' end, but on our end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's important for us to go back to where we last left him. Why do you feel distant from God? You're not saved because of the works that you do for God. You're not saved because you read your Bible or you go to church. But those things help us stay connected with Christ. And so oftentimes when we when we don't make fellowship a priority and when we don't read our Bible or spend time in the Word of God and we don't pray and, and talk to God and have that communication with God, we can slowly grow apart from Him to the point where He seems distant from us. But it, it's so easy to just come back to God. It's just a matter of turning around and going back and finding him where you last spent time with him. So we serve a wonderful God who desires relationship with us. And he has gone to great lengths to make that relationship possible. Let us keep track of him. Let's not lose him like his parents did. Let's let's connect with Jesus on a daily basis, if not on an hourly basis, as we go through this life. Jesus, we thank you for this text. We thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord, that we would stay close to you at all times and not let the relationship drift. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.